celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. In tow, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here. Hope you have your animals around you. It's going to be a good year. I it feel is. it is a brand new year for us. I, of course, don't make it is spanking. And that that is actually one of my resolutions. It's funny that you should bring that up. What <laughs> what are yours? Um, I'm going to be more helpful to Hal is one of mine. Thank and you. I'm giving up broccoli because I hate broccoli. So I figure, you know what, if, if I give it up, it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to give up cigarettes. I don't smoke, but there we go. There I can keep go. that resolution. That you can keep that resolution. Yes, I can. I like what about you, Joy? I don't know. I was going to say doing something like I could give up smoking, too, because I don't smoke. <laughs> so we'll do that together, Joy. Okay, we'll work on it together, Joy. I'll be your support. You can be mine. Okay. Absolutely. Stacy, what are you working on? That new movie that just came out, We Bought a Zoo, starring Matt Damon. Uh-huh. Well, it's prompted the American Veterinary Medical Association to caution people that buying zoo animals for private ownership, it's not only a dangerous idea, but it's often illegal hmm. as well. Hmm. So if you're thinking about a hippopotamus for your backyard oh. and that koi pond, might as well just get the fish instead. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Cancel the hippopotamus, please. Oh, there we go. Well, we're going to uh, Karen. Hey, Karen, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Well, actually, I do have a cold. <laughs> oh, a little bit of cold? Well, here, here's a little Kleenex there for you. <laughs> What's going on with your animal? I, I was just wondering, when I have this, since I had this cold as I was going up and down in the mountains, uh, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, and sometimes it just, the pressure in my ears really hurt, and then I thought, sometimes she acts funny, and I'm wondering if it's help, it, you know, if she's experiencing the same thing. And I'm sure there's no fix for it because <laughs> I haven't been able to fix my problem. Oh, well, you know, if there's definitely, if she's got an ear infection, that can definitely cause a increased sensitivity and pain when you get to higher altitudes. So, and it's definitely one reason why when, uh, as a veterinarian, when we sign health certificates for pets that are fit to travel in the air, I, I don't like to travel them if they have active ear infections, because that can right. actually be really uncomfortable, even though it's a pressurized cabin. Um, but yeah, going up and down. Now, there are some things you can do, and just like us, you know, we might chew some gum while we're up in the airplanes, or while you're going up and down those mountains, we, she can do the same thing. So give a chew. Chew gum? Maybe, no, not <laughs> gum, hell. <laughs> but chew something. Oh, you can get okay. little Skull? toys. <laughs> Get a toy, the kind that have, where you can put the, like the squeeze cheese, you can put a little peanut butter in there, and get her to, you know, work on that, okay. chew. That'll help to kind of pop those ears and, and maintain the normal pressure there. Um, or even anything that gets her to swallow. So if she won't do that, you can give treats or snacks or even small sips of water along the way. And, you know, if you're driving, you may not have the opportunity to stop, but for some folks, what you can do is just, as you're going higher in the elevation, just take a little breaks along the way. And if you're making a real quick climb, um, that might help with kind of uh, getting her used to things and equalizing things as you're uh, ascending such high. Well, you know, she seems really, really interested in creating her own static electricity, too. Is that oh, really? She, yeah, she, she, goes, runs, she runs across the carpet? Run back and forth on the bed. I know. And then take her nose right over to the hinge on the refrigerator to see if she can make it spark. It's so fun. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, okay. So I didn't know, was there something that... Uh, 
do I need to be concerned about that? Should I spray? Is there something I should spray on the sheet so that it, or that can stop the static or just you know? But she seems to be doing it to herself. That let it go. <laughs> yeah, if she's not bothered by that, I can't say that. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, you could always. Some I've heard of people taking like the you know, fabric softener sheets and rubbing their pets with that. But you know what? You just to be practical, it's not going to help in the long term okay. scheme of things. You should pull you out the video to- camera. Yeah, we'll try a, a humidifier might make a difference too, because nice, you know, humid air. Uh, some in the wintertime, the dryness we get from running our heaters, um, and that might make a difference and, and decrease that static. You know what else you can do is you can take a spray bottle, put some water, and put a little bit of dish soap in it, and spray your carpets or your bedding or anything that like that. That gets rid of static electricity. Yeah, that helps cut cut wow. it down okay. greatly. Good to know. Well, she just seems excited about doing it, but it seems kind of silly to me. But you know, I'm driving. <laughs> Do what she wants, I guess. <laughs> I thank you very much. Thank you for calling today. one 405 8405 I'd like to see that on YouTube. Yeah. I'd watch that. This is Animal Radio, baby. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Plotty the World Famous Russian Dog Wizard, Animal Communicator Joy Turner, Groomer Joey Volani, and Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. This is going to be the year. I have I have good feelings about 2012. What about you, Vlad? You know, uh, you probably know something which I don't, and uh, we're always hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. Um, you know, the, the the last year wasn't really uh, too much exciting year for me, uh, but it was a few great things, and I think for everyone. So we're really hoping and uh, praying, and, uh, you know... It's gonna, it's gonna happen. I have that feeling. You know, I just find that odd years seem to be not as good as the even years. So oh, this yeah. is gonna be an even year, so this is gonna be a great year. I don't care for the odd years. 2011 was an odd one, so 2012 it sure was, even. wasn't it? Okay, okay, I have, I have an offer. Let's, we have some vodka, right? Oh, no. Okay, good. That's okay. Hold on. Hold on. Judy, Luigi. I, 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 I don't want that. Oh, yeah, hold on. Drink the toast, toast, toast. Even the Nazdarovia. Nazdarovia. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Holy This moly. vodka was. You know, do you know what this vodka is made from? From petroleum. Yeah, I was going to say gasoline. Are you even sure it's vodka? It's, it tastes <laughs> it's like lighted. It's Talichnaya. You guys love it. Okay. You know. <laughs> well, now Vladi's prepared to answer your questions. He does this every week uh, before the show. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Stacy, working hard in the newsroom. What's going on? Well, there's a town in Nebraska that really had a tough time for a long time. They were looking for this cow that got out. It was a wayward bovine, and they called it the Ninja Cow. It kept mm. escaping wherever it was. They tried everything. I mean, they even used biscuits and gravy, I guess, in Nebraska. <laughs> that's that's what you use to lure anything out of anywhere. You, you just give them some biscuits and gravy and see if it'll show up. But it didn't work. They needed something else. They'd catch me if they offered me biscuits and gravy. I'm telling you. I'll tell you what they got coming up on Animal Radio News. Dr. Debbie, looking good in the new year. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here today. Let's see. We, we're going to go to Paul first. Okay, let's hit. Paul there. Hey, Paul, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Um, I've got a dog that uh, about a week or two ago, she uh, had a pretty bad seizure. Um, and it seems like, uh, I don't know exactly how to explain it, 
um, either shortly before or shortly after her seizure, she'll start chewing stuff up, blankets, pillows, anything she can get a hold of. Um, she does have one of those home again little microchips. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if that could be going bad, doing something electronically to her. That's oh, how it works. You, I, I don't know how it works. You mean like giving her a seizure? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't say that that's probably very likely, but there are tons of causes of seizures from anything that's epilepsy-type uh, conditions or toxins, other things. But I'd have to say no. There really hasn't been a report of seizures being caused by microchips. Um, now, that is kind of interesting what you, you're describing, that she's chewing up on things um, before and oh. after the seizures. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everything she'll chew up. I've gone through three or four different comforters, pillows. She chewed up my couch. You know, otherwise, you know, she's fine. Mm-hmm. And and for many dogs, they can go through this pre-ictal and post-ictal phase. So they sense something coming on a seizure and even afterwards. So that could manifest as anxiety, and that might be one way she's kind of releasing that. And, and there are actually pets where chewing-type um, behaviors can actually be a form of the seizure activity itself. So that uh, could be one or the other of those situations there. So now, And how often are her seizures? A year, three or four a year that I know of. Okay, that's that's not too many, so that's not too bad. Um, well, this last this last one was was pretty bad. It took uh, my wife and her daughter. They both just laid down on top of her to keep her from going crazy. Wow. Well, and, and, and there's a point. In fifteen minutes. Okay. And there's a point with every pet where the first thing is when we want to try to figure out why these are happening. So if you haven't already had that kind of workup done with your veterinarian, that'd be the step one we want to do. But from there, if we determine these seizures are only happening, for some dogs, once a month isn't bad. But if those seizures are long or if the seizures are quite severe or there's a risk of self-injury during that, then this may be the situation where we need to get this baby on some preventative medication. And hopefully that will help to control things and for many pets with seizures um you know finding the right medicine is the trick and we can help to you know improve the quality of her life by eliminating these and certainly the anxiety that comes and goes with the seizures so um yeah i'd say let's let's take care of this baby and and see about maybe getting her on some medication especially if gosh 15 minutes is a long time for a seizure it it was it, it felt like forever on our side and i just about imagine how she was feeling yeah you know when she snapped out of it, she see she. It, it took her a while to get her feet back, back up underneath her, but uh, you know she's back to her old little self again. Um, but yeah, that's what it has to uh, check for the seizure. Well, there can be several different things that we'll do, but some of the first steps will be to do some fasting blood work. And on that fasting blood work, we'll especially want to look at the liver and the blood sugar level. Those are some of the first things. And in many cases, we'll do more specialized testing beyond that. Um, in the area I'm at, we'll often run a fungal check um, by blood work to see if that could be a cause of seizures. Um, in other cases, we might do a test called a bile acid tolerance test, and that helps to evaluate more more along the liver lines there. Um, so those would be some of the baseline things that we would start with, and there's certainly a lot we can do to diagnose the cause of seizures. 
from including everything like MRIs and CSF taps. So there's a lot of uh, capabilities, similar to what we have in people, to really get a solid, uh, firm diagnosis. But uh, for many folks, you know, we just kind of do those basic things to get the the basic feel. So. Okay. Uh, at least now I have a starting point to, to start going, trying to get her better. So. Absolutely. Well, give that baby a good scratch, and she's uh, as a husky, she's probably a nice furry girl, girl enjoying this nice cold weather this oh. uh, <laughs> this time of year. Um, one other thing, when I start, you know, when I scratch up on her chest or, and her neck, uh, she'll start coughing. Is that normal? Not typically. Now, some dogs that will have a real soft trigger, if you will, um, with their throat can cough easily. And for some of those pets, we worry about, you know, do they have bronchitis? Do they have an infection? Is there something that's causing some pressure on the throat? So that, too, might be something to, you know, mention to the veterinarian, have them take a listen, especially to her heart and lungs, and take a look at that. And any other questions, I'd probably, yeah, you can always take a quick x-ray to make sure that airway looks fine. So give that baby a kiss for us, and... uh, Hope that helps you out there, Paul. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call or email me at docdebbie at animalradio.com. 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Dogs have been used to sniff out narcotics, explosives, and even counterfeit money. But a new study says that dogs can detect lung cancer in breath samples. Researchers say that dogs can pick up the chemical differences in a person with cancer's breath. They say that dogs will never replace standard medical tests, but their research is very promising. The dogs were taught to either sit or lay down in front of the unhealthy breath samples and ignore the healthy samples. The dogs, which were trained in only three weeks, had an 88 to 97 percent accuracy rate. Catching cancer early increases survival rates and allows for treatments with lower toxicity. Sounds like man's best friend may be helping man stay around a little longer. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hello, this is Loretta Swift and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget to stay and neuter. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or at checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. 
Radio, you lucky dog. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Hey, Vaughn, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I just had a question there uh, about a dog that's digging holes in my yard and how to stop him from doing it. Your backyard looks like uh, artillery range, you know. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> looks like moles have then got to it. Yeah. Yes, as long as your, your, your native is also working in Libya, so something like that. And we Russians look at that and say, oh, my gosh, with such an enemy like NATO, there is no such a thing as the Russian roulette anymore. So right. there, is no such, there is no such a thing as the Russian roulette anymore in relationship to the dog when the dog is really misbehaving because... At any given time, your dog's behavior is very predictable. Now, I know as soon as you leave your house, you will come home and, uh, you know, you will have uh, some holes in your um, in your backyard, like a pothole in uh, Moscow 20 years ago before the perestroika. So, uh, yeah, so we need to do something with that, because if it's predictable, it's preventable, and it's correctable. Here is my intake, but before I give you my uh, solution, could you tell me what the breed of the dog we're dealing with? Hopefully it's not husky. Yeah, he's a, uh, a uh, Irish setter cross. With whom? Huh? With whom? Uh, we're uh, not his sure mother slept with what dog? dog? Okay. But so, the uh, main breed the Irish setter. Setter. Uh, they are very, a little bit nervous, a little bit unsure. They need a lot of energy uh, be released. And if you're not going to give them job, they're going to find the job. And one of the jobs your setter already got to drill the holes in your backyard. So, uh, as usually, uh, my solution, everyone who is listening to Latin Animal Radio knows... My sol- solution is double punch approach. I simultaneously uh, attack the symptoms as I eliminate the cause. So there is so important to do both things. So how to address the symptoms? How to uh, stop the bleeding? Uh, well, here is how you can do it. Uh, number one, I assure, I assume it's happening in your absence. Yeah, not in your present, not when you're home. Yes, even. It, it's never happened when you're home, even sleeping, or in another room, and your dog does it, you know, in your backyard when it's alone. It's always happening when you're out of your house. Am I right? Right. Yeah. So here is, uh, because this is the symptoms of separation anxiety and boredom. So first, how stop how stop the bleeding? How address the symptoms? Because that's probably you would like to hear it. And after, I will tell you what you don't want to hear it. So how to stop the bleeding? Uh, number one, uh, you always, as it always, uh, we do create something negative perception of the dog is... Uh, digging the holes or doing something wrong, uh, sometimes all wife says doesn't work. In this situation, it will work. Uh, the best things I found would be working, it is a chicken wire. Um, uh, you know, you, you got a chicken wire which has a holes inside and you put it uh, like a like a dig it inside of those uh, uh, holes and put a little bit pea gravel on or some uh, loose soil so when the dog start to dig it he's gonna cut the nails with this uh, chicken wire it's not gonna like it at all it's she gonna stop it just you know in the track um, another way which works really nicely you believe or not we're putting then the holes a doggy uh, poop 
you know, collecting the poop from the backyard and putting in the holes, and you believe it or not, your dog will stop uh, digging the holes. And two more things for you to consider. A red pepper were great if you can spray that red pepper, not paper, pepper, into these holes. You know, the dog will definitely reconsider that digging. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you laughing you <laughs> yeah, that's really, yeah it's that's really works. Like good ideas. yeah yeah but you know this is what you probably would love to hear from me that's uh, one of the things will really stop it temporarily but it's really will not eliminate the cause of course again you can go to your pet store you can find a lot of uh, stay away all this uh, commercial things for keeping the dog away from uh, specific um from this area, some of them work, some don't, but the few things which I gave to you that really works, solid rocks, you can put solid rocks in those holes too. You know, sometimes people create for the dog special area where they would love them to dig, like a sand box for the kids. So they put a few box, uh, uh, you know, somewhere pea gravel in the back of your backyard and uh, hide a bone underneath somewhere and the dog starts to looking for that bone and start to dig it and because the dog is creature of habit he will dig just in one particular area to me it's not really a solution for a lot of people it is a solution but uh, that's another way to do it now how yeah. to eliminate the cause of course it's a simple basically you know, you gotta stop that. You gotta give your dog job to do. You have to mark your territory in your backyard instead of you going and spraying and peeing all over like the male dog would do. Right. You can put the you can put the collar and leash on your dog. And believe it or not, believe it or not, you need to walk your dog through the perimeter and walk it in the such a way. So use the training collar. You can put pinch collar or whatever collar you use to so make sure the dog it doesn't go ahead of you. And want to make sure you are showing to this dog and doing some obedience training. Sit, stay, calm down, calm down, down, stay, and walking slowly. You believe it or not, the message you're giving to your dog, I'm the boss, it is my backyard. And if it's yours, the dog understands it. He will think twice before do it. Plus, he becoming tired. Tired dog is the good dog. And after that, I would provide your dog for something you would like your dog to play with. Uh, go to the pet store and get uh, kind of uh, chew toys like a rawhide, compressed rawhide, uh, bull steak, which is bull penises. You like it or not to hear it. Right. And it's, it's my favorite. Some interactive <laughs> toys. <laughs> some interactive toys like you put uh, uh, like a premier pet, premier pet make them you can put uh, some replaceable rings on the bone the dog will chew part and after you can replace it so that's what my solution would be make your dog be tired mark your territory uh, give your dog something else to do and after that think like KGB protect those areas by using any methods I suggested starting from chicken wire finishing uh, to the dog poop and apply everything together. Believe it or not, it's going to stop your dog from digging. And thank you for calling us. 
thanks. Okay, thanks, buddy. Like your show, and uh, you guys, you to Debbie, give me a lot of information, and I appreciate it. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you're, dri- you're a truck driver, and this is my favorite, favorite people. I love you guys, and uh, once I do some public appearances, many of you stop by, told me how you appreciate our show, and, uh, you know, it's keep us moving. Thank you for listening, guys. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. And we have one for animal communicator Joy Turner and Judy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What's going on? Um, we're getting a little snow here in Minnesota. Minnesota? You're supposed to get snow this time of year. Yeah, I know. We haven't gotten near what we're supposed to have. How can I help you today, Judy? Um, I was just wondering if you could tell me anything about my beloved tourist bulb. Um, she passed away here probably about four years ago, and I just wanted to know if she's happy and okay. Okay, well, tell me again, what kind of an animal is she? Um, she was kind of a Heinz 57. A, a dog. mixture of, she looked like kind of a smaller um, black lab mix of some kind. We don't really know. Okay, and what was her name again? Torspole. T-O-R-S-P-O. Okay, so hang on a second. You said when again did she pass away? I'm sorry. It's been about four years ago. Okay, and how did she pass? She was about 16 years old, and she had some health issues, and the vet uh, told me that I was keeping her alive for my own selfish reasons, and that she would be better if we put her down, which was very difficult She wants to, first of all, say hello, and she says, you know, next time, don't bother listening to vets about those kinds of things. Yes, she knows she was staying for you, but she was also staying for her because she wasn't, in her own thought of things, wanting to break that physical relationship yet. She said, although, because... She knows you put her down because you loved her and you wanted to do the best thing for her. She's not unhappy about that. She's not upset about that. She just wants you to know that the next time you need to follow your own heart Uh and let them go when you know because she thinks you're connected enough to her and you will be to other dogs to know when they're ready to go too. So she says that's her advice and that's her love to you. And and she's okay. She says she's wonderful. She was very good almost immediately after she left her body. Uh, She was just one of the best dogs. I never stopped bragging about her. She just was a a wonderful dog. She says, do you know that she hears you every time you talk about her, and it just makes her prouder and prouder and prouder? Oh, and we talk about her all the time. And she loves that. She loves that she's kind of an example that you give to people about how dogs can be. I had her cremated, and I she sleeps by me every night on my nightstand. She says, and do you know that sometimes she comes and sleeps in your bed, too, but she thinks you don't necessarily remember that? Oh, cool. I have another dog, Missy. She says she's friends with that dog. Oh, great. Good. I, I, I really appreciate that, that she's friends with Missy. What did you call her, Tuds? Because we, we used to call her Tuds. Uh-huh. <laughs> We thank you for your call today, Judy. All right. Thank you. appreciate it. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. This portion of Animal Radio... <clears throat> oh, was that on? <laughs> I forgot to hit the cough button. Cough 
button. <laughs> <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay. <laughs> Do they have an idiot button over you? <laughs> yeah, that's what you need, Hal. A unique program for guests and their four-legged friends. It's available at Flamingo, Bally's, and Harris Resorts in Las Vegas. Pet Stay includes the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and specialty room service. Yeah, specialty room service for your pet while you're out checking out the show. And tonight, you might be checking out Dirk Arthur if you're a big animal lover. He's the guy with all those lions and tigers and ligers. Oh, my. <laughs> And he's promising a fast-paced show with spectacular illusions. That's what it says right there. So, How, I, how much does he and, charge? And where is he? Yeah, where? yeah, he's at O'Shea. Thank you, guys. You just like putting in my hands. O'Shea's Theater at Flamingo Las Vegas, and $22.95 will get you in. Wow, what a deal. It is a quite a deal. Thank you, Pet State, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Harris, Flamingo, Bally's Rio, and Imperial Resorts in Las Vegas. I'm ready to go. I am, Take too. Take my pets with me. Let's go. Yeah, I agree. Let's go. You guys are so helpful today. It's the new year, Hal. We're gonna, this is going to be the year. You're listening to Animal Radio. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Flamingo, Bally's, and Harrah's Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay a new to your pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, for 32 years, nearly half as a tactical officer, Jim Sack was a cop who chased down bad guys on the streets of Chicago. Well, now he's retired and he lives in a tiny Iowa town. The town people are chasing him. They want him to get rid of Snickers, who's a five-year-old pit bull service dog mix, and he needs that dog after he suffered a debilitating stroke that left him with no feeling on the right side of his body. On orders from the city council, a heartbroken Sack has shipped his dog to a kennel just outside of the Iowa town where he moved last month so he could be closer to his ailing 87-year-old mother-in-law. Oh, I'd need a protector dog to keep me closer to my mother. <laughs> keep me away from her. If he hadn't gotten rid of Snickers, city fathers had threatened to seize and destroy the dog. The mandate sets the stage for a landmark lawsuit on grounds that the Federal Americans for Disabilities Act guarantees people with disabilities the right to have service dogs regardless of their breed. George Whitgraff, he's an attorney that represents this town, said that they're simply exercising their authority to protect and preserve the rights and property of their residents, whether or not that's trumped by federal law. The Animal Farm Foundation said the group has hired an attorney to represent the Sack family, and they're paying to board that dog at an out-of-town kennel pending the legal challenge. Have you gotten your flu shot? Well, how about your dog? There's been an increase of dog flu in the Northeast and Texas. The extent of the outbreaks and whether widespread public concern is warranted is unclear right now because there's no central agency or institution that monitors flu in dogs. 
the virus doesn't cause illness in humans. It's not like the bird flu. And it's generally not considered serious in otherwise healthy dogs unless it leads to a secondary infection. Across the U.S., canine flu has been documented in 38 states since the virus first was identified in 2004. And uh, you can go to this website, www.doginfluenza.com, and that'll tell you about, uh, you know, about this dog flu and some things that you need to watch out for. Signs of dog flu similar to people, runny nose, cough and fever. Without laboratory diagnostics, canine flu is pretty difficult to distinguish from other respiratory infections. The advice given to most human patients to receive a flu shot annually doesn't really apply to dogs because they usually don't mingle with other dogs to the extent that people mix with other people. No, they only sniff other dogs' butts. <laughs> that could be pretty bad. The release of the movie We Bought a Zoo starring Matt Damon has prompted the American Veterinary Medical Association to caution the public that buying zoo animals for private ownership is not only a dangerous idea, but it's often illegal as well. Zoos are important institutions in every community where they exist, and they help in global conservation efforts. But zoo animals deserve and require appropriate care provided by professionals. So... Don't get that giraffe if you're thinking about it. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3 and the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000? Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution and no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. If you are new to Animal Radio, then let me tell you about the Animal Radio Pets and People drug card. And this is a card that you can use at your participating pharmacy, over 60,000 of them, like Walmart or Rite Aid or Walgreens, to get your pet's medicine. Because there's no insurance for pet medicine. Uh, you humans, yeah, we have our insurance. But the pets, you often stuck paying full price. And these are one of the medicines that share uh, with the humans. You know, a lot of medicines that uh, you get from your doctor, your veterinarian, are, are kind of medicines that uh, humans have. Like yeah. A, uh, Nike is on uh, what Prozac, same mm-hmm. kind of Prozac that a human takes. Yeah, all you have to do is just get a, ask your vet for the prescription, and you can take it anywhere. You don't have to fill it there. Okay, so now there's this is where the drug card comes in. You can get a discount of fifteen to fifty five percent off of those drugs by showing them this card, and it's free to you. You can print it from our website at animalradio.com. Or if you'd like us to mail you one, give us a call on our toll-free numbers, and uh, Judy will set you up with one of those cards. It's the Animal Radio Pets and People Drug Card. More information at AnimalRadio.com. Speaking of which, watch this smooth DJ segment. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we're always stuck giving some really nasty-tasting medicines to our animals. They don't like the flavors of those medicines, but there's pharmacies called compounding pharmacies that put together medications that taste good for your animals. 
and we wanted to bring one of these guys on. Chris Simmons is a pharmacist and the VP of Creative Development for the Professional Compounding Centers of America. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, you make bad tasting meds taste like beef, beef, chicken? Yeah, whatever, uh, whatever the uh, animal likes. Usually we don't make assumptions that uh, cats like fish. We ask the owners because ah. they know their animal the best. In fact, I had one cat that likes strawberry flavor. <laughs> so really, yeah, we work with the owner. Uh, obviously, they they know their pet very well, and so we can uh, tailor it to their taste buds. I like that. So what type of flavors do you have available? Yeah, I mean, how do you find strawberry? I mean, that can't be in your back office somewhere. Oh, we have the we have uh, over. 200 flavors. Whoa. And so a lot of times you can do combinations. Uh, mm. For instance, uh, with cats, if it's a uh, sulfa drug, they tend to be have a bitter aftertaste. Uh-huh. And actually marshmallow or vanilla helps <laughs> smooth out that drug. So we have fish flavor, beef. Um, with the marshmallow chaser. <laughs> there you go. So I'm getting, Liver. I'm getting the feeling that you do this for humans, too. Yes, we do. Okay, so it's uh, when did you decide that this was just a good time to cross over to the animal world? Probably, uh, well, actually, when I started compounding, we're returning to the roots of medicine. Mm-hmm. I decided uh, the motto in my store was, we treat the whole family. So it kind of just went hand in hand with, uh, with the human medicine and also the animal medicine. And I, I, I'm an animal lover myself. I have seven animals for rescued, mm-hmm. and um, I want to be able to help maintain the relationship between people and their animals and not have giving medicine a barrier. Mm-hmm. And how do we get it in and uh, lessen the stress? And as a pharmacist, uh, we have the unique ability and position to be able to work with veterinarians or owners to figure out how to get the medicine in the best. I know sometimes animals will get into human medications if they're left out on a nightstand or things yeah. like that. Do this? Do compound medicines draw animals to it? Can they smell it? Does it smell like beef or chicken? And yes, it does. It does. Um, most of the time, we we do put it in child resistant packaging to protect the, all members of the family. Uh, but like with dogs, uh, as you know, they gulp their food, so smell is a big important right. part. If it smells good, it's going down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with cats, taste is a more of an issue there. It's kind of a double-edged sword for you, isn't it? It is. Um, so you, you want it to be aromatic, but then, uh, you know, you want it to be safe also. Right. And uh, so it's been, uh, again, it's, it's very unique when you get into flavoring. And probably one of the biggest things I've learned is don't make assumptions. Sure. What other delivery methods do you have besides the old common pill? Um, we, we have uh, several others that are uh, treats. We can put it in the dosage form as a treat, okay. chewable-type delivery system. Uh, of course, we have the syrup suspensions. And then one of the more unique and, I think, state-of-the-art is delivering medications to cats topically or transdermal. Oh, wow. like a skin cream. Yeah, I, I call it Star Trek technology. <laughs> so it's kind of like an injection without a needle. Uh-huh. And it's uh, applied uh, right on the inside of the ear, and that's a good blood flow area, good surface area. And depending on the size of the drug, known as molecular weight, uh, we can transfer the drug right through the uh, skin on the ear into the central uh, 
a circulatory system. Is that just as effective as a pill, and does it work faster? Uh, yes and yes. Uh, not, it, it's just as effective, and in some cases, it is faster. Wow. Um, so one of the things that's commonly used is mesimazole, which is used in cats that are hyperthyroid. Mm. And um, we one of the important things when we counsel the uh, animal owner is to wear gloves so that when they apply it, they don't get the sure. medicine because it's that good uh, that the owner could also uh, receive some of the medication too. Does that so work we, for dogs as well as cats? You could do it for dogs. Um, usually dogs are not as much of a challenge to get something in orally, but most certainly, yes. Mm. Uh, we've even uh, used it on birds, believe it or not. Oh. Well, my what about horses? Horses, um, there's only one area that is effective, and that's on the coronary band down on the hoof, uh-huh. uh, because there are limitations to uh, volume, of course. And when you talk about giving a horse a dose, we're yeah. talking you know, maybe 20, 30 grams. Wow. So you'd need a paint roller yeah. <laughs> you have to paint the horse. <laughs> so, and they don't like their ears messed with. So, uh, But on the coronary band, if you needed to increase circulation into the hoof area, it could be utilized there. Hmm, okay. Well, you know, this is one of the biggest problems Dr. Debbie always talks about. She says out of every four patients that she sends out with a prescription, only one of them will end up giving that prescription to their animals. For the it full is, length of time, For the yeah. full length of time. It seems like about 75% of the treatment failures in veterinary medicine are due to non-compliance, usually, with the, with the prescriptions. You make it a lot easier. Where is the website? How can we find you? Uh, you can go to uh, www.findacompounder.com. Findacompounder.com, and we'll put that link over at animalradio.com. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Chris Simmons, the pharmacist and VP of Creative Development at the Professional Compounding Centers of America. Good stuff. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. You love cleaning the litter box? I didn't think so. Fortunately, with world's best cat litter, problem solved. It's the only litter that uses whole kernel corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and safely eliminate nasty pet odors. And because it's made of 100% natural ingredients. World's best cat litter is pet people and planet friendly. We offer a money back guarantee if you aren't completely satisfied. Find it at a store near you by visiting www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio. If you're a homeowner 62 or older with a fixed or limited income and you're having trouble making ends meet or simply want some financial freedom, I've got some very important information for you. Henry Winkler here, and I want to tell you how one reverse mortgage can help you get the financial flexibility you're looking for. Homeowners 62 and older can use the equity from their home to access tax-free cash without having to make a monthly mortgage payment. Use it to pay bills, fix up your home, or simply have more financial security and you still own your home take the next step call one reverse mortgage now and get your free guide and dvd with no obligation 800-550-9788 800-550-9788 
One reverse mortgage, equal housing lender, licensed mortgage lender, national mortgage licensing system number 2052, not available in all states, client responsible for maintenance, taxes, and insurance. Six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with the Dream Team right now. It's Animal Radio. Must be time for the Dog Father, ladies and gentlemen. Brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. Remember, you can get twenty five percent off your entire purchase by putting the promo code Save twenty five in the promo code box, and that's uh, right next to the Animal Radio logo on the front page of SeniorPetProducts.com. Joey Volani. This will be the year, will it not? This, this is the year. I don't know what it's the year for, but it's the year. You're feeling right. it, too. I have no idea either. We could end up in jail. That's what it could be the year for. But uh, yeah, You know what? But it's definitely a year of change. So let's, uh, let's hope it's for the good here. It's all good. You know, I got a good one, especially for you because you have cats. And um, oh, yeah. Hey, did you ever have a cat growing up that didn't like to be brushed? Uh, none of them really like to be brushed at all. Yeah. Okay. I I got a, I got a really good tip, and this is um mainly mainly for short-haired cats um that don't like to be brushed, and you can also use the same method on a short-haired dog. Um, what I found was if you go to your local, you can go to a dollar store, you can go to your auto pub supply place, and you get a microfiber mitt. Microfiber. Okay. Mitt. I've seen those. Yeah. Is that like yeah, for cleaning could, cars? For cleaning cars, for cleaning furniture, oh, okay. you can basically clean anything with it. Well, if you if you um, have a cat that doesn't like to be brushed or combed, but doesn't mind being petted, what you do is you put this mitt on, and it's not going to work as good as a brush, but it's but it's the second best thing that you have. And what you do is just go through a regiment where you're petting your pet, and your pet thinks they're wow. getting petted, and they like it, and you're running down their legs and over the top of their head. And little do you know, it'll look like you got um, cotton candy on your hand because that's how much hair that you'll have on this mitt. It's it's quite amazing how much it actually pulls out. And if you keep it clean, take the loose hair off, and then go back for some more, um, you can you can get a lot of loose hair and keep that shedding hair off your furniture and and off of your um your floors. And the cats seem to like it because they think that they're um, yeah. you know getting petted. And the ones that don't, well, you know what? Thank God you got a mitt on because you get that first that first scratch where you can say okay well we're not going to do this anymore and you don't have to worry about nothing where do you get so these nets um, I, you know, you can find them at most of your dollar stores. I mean, oh, really? it's a very inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they now carry the, um, you know, microfiber um, towels and mitts. Um, you can also find it in an auto supply place um, as well. But um, I don't think you're going to get it for a dollar. So I would check your dollar store first and then go from there. And um, you could do the same thing. You know what? It's perfect for ladybug. Perfect. It is. It is. Yeah. It'll also shine that coat up as well because when you're removing that dead hair, um, you know, just just going over to give it a nice sheen to it. Very good. Okay, all these tips over at the website. It seems like Joey's Volani mission is to save you money, and he is doing that very well. This week, tricking your cat into getting a, a hairbrushing. All these over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. We'll go back to the phones next. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Ready to solve your litter box problems? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter. It's the only litter that uses whole kernel corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and eliminate those nasty pet odors. Guaranteed or your money back. Find it at a store by visiting www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio. And uh, let's take another one for Dr. Debbie. We have Honey. Welcome to the show, Honey. Thank you very much. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Nevada. Nevada. Well, this is Dr. Debbie's hometown. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Well, I was just concerned. I, I took a, a trip to Yuma, and I listen to your show all the time while I'm driving in the car. And um, I was wondering, I have a Yorkie. She's only five pounds, a little little one, and she's 11 years old. Um, her stomach was awful hard, you know, kind of. So I took her to the vet, and they did x-rays and blood work and everything, and they found out that she has an enlarged heart and uh, liver and now they're saying that I should take her to a, um, a cardiologist and get an ultrasound done. And mm-hmm. I was just wondering, is that going to show anything else, or is it something that's, that I should just let go? I just don't know what else it's going to show me other than for them to confirm that's what it is. Okay. Can I ask you, did they say anything about her having a heart murmur? One doctor said she had one. The other doctor said she didn't. Okay, so not a consensus there. Because when we're talking about how a heart looks on an x-ray, part of interpreting that is also whether or not the pet has a heart murmur and whether or not we're having any kind of active signs of coughing, labored breathing, um, energy issues, things like that. So mm-hmm. um, if we had a murmur, then an enlarged heart on an x-ray might get me more excited. And I would definitely say getting an ultrasound would be very important because there are some things that are valve-related in dogs that can go bad. and there are some muscle-type diseases, and then there's even tumors. So I think that's where the big benefit of at least looking at her heart, that's the benefit of having an ultrasound because we can't tell that off of an X-ray. You just can't okay. see that. You can't discern that. So, And that would tell us also, you know, what do we need to do now? And if she doesn't have any kind of impending heart problems, sometimes there are medicines we will prescribe if a pet looks like they're going to be developing some issues. So that would be something that might be a good um, information to be armed with so we can change some things at this point. And oh, okay. With her, and definitely with having a big big liver as well, um, that can be from a heart that's not working really well, uh, some passive congestion basically is what we call that, um, or we could mm-hmm. be having some liver disease. So that too would be the argument with that ultrasound that, you know, let's look at that and see. And, you know, I think making that decision, do you take that next step? Do you do that ultrasound? And, and part of that really is um, a little bit, I, I look at the veterinarian who's recommending it. Is it something they're recommending just to kind of look into it to to make sure everything's okay. Are they genuinely concerned that there's a problem that we need to get a hold of? They and wanted so, to confirm it. 
Okay. Because that's where, for myself, I may make a recommendation that I kind of call a soft recommendation sometimes. And that may be, hey, if you want to be proactive, you want to get ahead of things, this would be a great idea. Mm-hmm. Then there's situations where I say, this is something I firm, I firmly believe is going to be important for your pet. And I think we need mm-hmm. to get this done. And if it's that situation, I wouldn't hesitate to get that done now because we can gain a lot of info. Um, but part of that right. is kind of having that communication with your veterinarian and saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, maybe Maybe our finances a concern, or do you not want to, you know, go through the travel or expense or you know what have you? Um, just to have that conversation with your vet and make sure that is something that we need to take that step. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it, all right. And I can yeah. tell you, it, it's very easy. Most pets tolerate ultrasounds very well. My own dogs both had uh, ultrasounds just this month uh, with all their, their various health problems, so they're all shaved up everywhere. Um, oh. But um, they definitely, you know, it's a very uh, low stress yeah, type procedure. Yeah, I was just wondering about it because, like, the, the people here, you know, in Vegas, you know, it's like $850 for an ultrasound. Oh, that doesn't sound and- right. Well, it can be, though. You know, there's yeah. um, certainly for a consultation with a specialist, you know, you're easily paying about 150 bucks. Uh, ultrasounds for the heart. Now, we have to back up, Hal, before you, you okay. go crazy here. You know, we're, this is usually being done by a board-certified specialist. So, okay, mm-hmm. we got a specialist, so that's going to be costing more. And when we're looking at the heart, it's very important. We're using usually types of equipment that can actually measure the flow of blood out of the different chambers of the heart, and that helps to diagnose mm-hmm. problems. So, you know, yes, that is a realistic price, and it sounds like a lot to swallow, but um, uh, that isn't far well, off. Well, I'm 71 years old, and on Social Security, sometimes it's hard, and I'm mm-hmm. keeping up their health, their medical insurance. I do have that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some will come out of that. But Oh, absolutely, if yeah. If it's something that's going to help, you know, my animals, I'll give up something to get it done. So yeah. I'll probably just go ahead and get it done then. That's just like us. We'd do anything for it. We'll we'll starve first before. <laughs> no, that's what I'm doing now. And I, I rescued, I rescued um, a Bengal cat, and I fell in love with these cats. Mm. And then I got another one um, that was being retired. Oh, that's and trouble. Two Bengal cats. I can tell you that already. Wow. <laughs> they're high-energy kitties. Oh, I, they're so much fun. And, um, but, you know, I just, I just love them. They're just, they're just like a dog. They, they play, they fetch, they do everything. They sleep with me. I just love it. So I, I got my work cut out for me be, between a sick dog and a sick dog and my Bengal cat. We'll give them all a pat on the head and uh, and tell those kitties to keep it on up. If it keeps you entertained, then if they have their oh, place, place in your you home. Know, I, think, I think more people, you know, at an elderly age, if they got involved, you know, if they got involved in animals, I mean, it's so much. It does so much for you. It, it really does. does. And there's there's actual facts and science behind that, too. So grab yourself an animal, especially if you're ill. Thanks so much for your call, honey. 1-866-405-8405. What? Oh, Stacy, what are you working on? Have you seen that new movie, War Horse? Oh, my God. Phenomenal movie. You have to go check it out. You know they used uh, 14 horses Ooh. for the lead horse in that movie. The horse's name was Joey. Uh, they also had 100 <laughs> horses that were used as extras. We got a chance to talk to Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. We got some extra scoop on that poop coming up on Animal Radio News. Okay, Steven Spielberg's on the way. Why do you find that 
Why do you find that funny? I don't know, because you're our lead horse. horse. You're our lead Named horse. Joey, okay? You're the yeah. lead horse here, and uh, they're the lead horse there. It's actually a pretty good movie, and we're going to have the book to give away. I don't have it in studio. I'd hold it to the microphone so you could see it. I hear you it got the cliff way. notes? Yeah, I don't, don't even have cliff notes on it. This is Animal Radio. You should see Joey Volani right now chewing on some Stella and Chewies. You know, you're supposed to hydrate that first, don't you? Don't you know that? <laughs> How have you ever I tried fig- it? I figured out hydrate right in my mouth. There you go. <laughs> he, this guy's smart. We'd like to send you a sample of this. Uh, Joey, of course, is eating my sample that I just had. But we'd like to send you a sample. And it's actually for your animals. I have lots more samples. For your cats. It's good. And it's for good. your do- It is, isn't it? Yeah, you yes, look like you're delicious. getting a little bit of a dry mouth there, though. Here, have some water. Oh, that's not water. That's Vlade's vodka. Don't drink that, okay? <laughs> yeah, don't hydrate Stella's with vodka. You don't want to do that, even for your animals. Uh, it already tastes good. It has, you know, the cat flavors like the chick, chick, chicken, and the super beef delicious. Names alone are worth buying this stuff. <laughs> but the real reason is that 100% raw meat. They're made without grain, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, no sugar, no salt, good stuff. You want your sample? Head on over to our website. You'll see our address there. Send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll mail you, mail you a sample back. Please let us know if you want the cat or dog or both. You know, she's uh, kind of looking at me and say, you guys would give, ever give me some uh, piece of kalbasa or something which left from the New Year celebration. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you know we celebrate um, um, uh, Christmas, we, we call it differently, Rождество, at the July 12th or 13th, 13th, I'm sorry. Russians celebrate Christmas in the middle of July? Mm, no, excuse me. I mean, January, it's the same beginning. Ah, January. January. It's yeah. one of those J months. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know... January, July, June, they're pretty much all the same. <laughs> exactly. That's why Vladimir Putin is hoping now, you probably heard about all these riots in Russia, because some people don't like him, so he's hoping, you know, Russia's going to drink now for two, three weeks straight, and after that they're going to forget about everything <laughs> what they start to fight about. <laughs> those, those Russians sure drink a lot, and you started, like, you started uh, uh, just before Christmas, and you're still going. It's non-stop process. It just depends what you drink. And different parts of the Russia drink different things. For instance, don't keep, uh, don't for, keep forgetting that I am from Moldova, which is like a little Italy. So we're drinking wine, red wine, white wine. That's what our traditional drink. You know, back in Moldova, if you go anywhere, you can, uh, we say it, of course it's not, but we're saying it's like with the fun, you can open the fast, faucet, faucet, and, um, Wine is going instead of water, you know. Every homeowner has a... So, like wait, 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 let me get this straight. In Russia, wine actually comes out of the faucets instead of water, is what you're telling me. Um, I think in Russia, its own vodka going to come out instead of water. I'm talking about my part of the Russia, which is Moldova, where the <laughs> wine is traditional drink. <laughs> well, Some Russians make it vodka on, on their own. They make it in their home. I mean, they're, they're so creative. You know, they're so creative. So you guys have no idea who you're messing with when you want to put this anti-missile defense close to the Russia. You know, they told you they're going to they're gonna create something unbelievable and very cheap. And have my word on it. They will do it. They are so creative. Remember, <laughs> Russian wife can make soup from three components, pot, potato, and water. 
What was that? What? Oh, the pot <laughs> and the potato and the water. <laughs> not, not pot, pot. You know, you probably was was born in the bad neighborhood. I you was. Know, you I you was, were. I was. Uh, I wasn't spanked enough as a child. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. You'll be happy to know that there has been a happy ending to the recent iguana penis saga. Mozart, an iguana at the Brussels Zoo, recently suffered from some of those symptoms you see on TV commercials. He had iguana romance, but his penis remained erect. Mozart was in some discomfort and having trouble walking. Zookeepers tried cold water, introducing more female iguanas into his enclosure. That doesn't sound like a great idea to me. And waiting. But it all failed. So Mozart had an operation to remove his penis. But lucky for Mozart, iguanas have two penises. He has since been introduced back to his girlfriends at the zoo, and officials report that the operation hasn't affected his romantic abilities at all. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your whole dream team is here. Answering your vet medical questions, Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard, Judy Francis, screening your calls. I'm Hal Abrams. Stacy Cohn working in the newsroom. I understand in a few minutes she will be talking to Stephen Spielberg. Is that his name? Steven Spielberg? The, really? Yeah, so we're very excited about that. Probably That's cool. One of the biggest names we've had on uh, Animal Radio altogether. Next to Mark Tuchel, of course, the famous writer. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to overshadow you. Joey Volani, are you still doing your, your Animal Planet uh, Dogs 101? No, we that's um that's run its course um for the season. But they'll show they'll show the um repeats about forty thousand times this year, so it's good. Yeah, that's very you know, good. you could you could see my ugly face for the next, you know, nine, ten months. You get royalties for all those reruns? Yeah, every time it I understand they run those on the airplanes too now. So that uh if you're traveling across country you can see that dogs Seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, I went through the story already where I had a woman that was sitting next to me on the plane, and it was on, and I asked if she recognized that guy, and she didn't recognize me. She just thought I was a weirdo, so. What do you think the most popular pet name is of 2011? Last year, we knew it was Max. Yeah. Max. What do you think? It's changed for the first time, I believe, in five years. Gizmo. Gizmo. Let's see if Gizmo even shows up on the list. Carl. Carl, no, Carl nor Gizmo show up on the list. Buddy tops the list this year of the most popular name according to, uh, oh, it's probably some insurance company, right? Oh, Petfinder. That's a Pet stupid Finder. name. Buddy. But sure, Max comes in second. Daisy third. Bella. I don't know any Bellas, but Bella comes in fourth, followed by Lucy, Molly, and Charlie. About every other dog that is around my place is named Bella. Bella, really? You have a lot of Bellas? Yeah, I know a lot of Bellas. We groom a lot of Bellas. So I think I think that's a lot of small, hairy dogs um, that need grooming is right. Bella. Petfinder also put together the list of the most unusual names. And uh, the topping their list was Dodgy Wadgy Schnookum Doodle. <laughs> Studios on fire. one 405 it's your turn. Judy Francis screening your calls. And I believe the next one is for Vlade, who, by the way, if you haven't checked this out yet, Vlade 
is in, I believe it's this month's WWE Magazine, which is a world wrestling entertainment magazine. If you're one of those, what do they call those, throwdown kind of guys? Or girls, <laughs> you know. I'm not uh, not speciest here. Yes, they contacted me and just said, listen, Vladi, we know you are like a pro- like a established canine matchmaker. So we would like to... Because you remember in the past I did presidential candidates matching them, dogs, oh, yeah. and that was uh, a lot of fun. You know, yeah, it is. And you know me, I'm always kind of uh, draw parallel between humans and dogs, and I see the key to understand the dogs is understand the people, uh, put those bridges together. So they wanted me to uh, match five top uh, uh, wrestlers. How say properly? Wrestler? Wrestlers. 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 Sorry, for in America to the dogs breeds. And huh. they gave me those names and say, Vladi, you gotta do research and you gotta provide us with your, um, opinion. And I did it and they love it. And as a matter of fact, uh, one guy, uh, even, I don't remember his name, but he even called me and just said he loved that match. Yeah. Hey, you know, wrestling is fake, right? You do know uh, that, right? I know they make a lot of money. That's what I know. <laughs> the money's not fake. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Judy had it right on. Right on target there. Okay, hey Kevin, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What's going on, Kevin? I have a dog, the Black Lab Dalmatian mix, and I was hoping you could answer. M- I have some questions on it. First okay. one is: When I get home from work, I work in the morning till about six o'clock at night. I come home, do my stuff, and then I go downstairs watch TV. My dog will sit on my leg, and he will not stop whining. So the dog will be sitting in front of you and not stop whining? Yes, that's correct. And this is the only time, or it's just for five, ten minutes when you come in? Pretty much all the time. If he's not sleeping, he wants attention all the time. We have a training collar for him. We only use it when we take him out on walks so he can Mm -hmm. avoid going off on his own path. When you're talking about training collar, you're talking about a pinch collar or what, electronic collar? What you're talking about? It's a collar that goes um, around his neck. I understand. And it's got a button for it. What, so what? if you, you give him a command and press that button, he'll follow it. Ah, a remote controllable collar. You don't need to be politically correct here. We just say an animal radio, the things as it is. And it's a not bad evil device. The only thing I against when the people using it without professional supervision, because even plastic knife can be extremely dangerous weapon in the wrong hands. And this type of devices definitely needs to be um, in the hands of professionals who would uh, show the people how to use it. And in a lot of cases, they're just life-saving devices. Look, uh, I think uh, your dog has type of... We, we, we are going to get double opinion right now uh, from the our, uh, animal communicator. Joe, Joe, could you come over here, please, one second? Uh, we need to get your opinion. And uh, my, 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 my thought is that dog has... Uh, uh, pos- uh, uh, like um, a little bit anxiety, a little bit maybe stress when you're not home and he can have separation anxiety, this type of the things. You may be giving him too much attention when you come home and I would act like a Taliban husband who comes home and I'm going to give him any attention and I'm not going to give him any kisses and hugs. I would not recognize him. And if he is um, uh, acting inappropriately, I'm not going to use the color in this situation, but I would uh, use definitely um, uh, my favorite sp- air spray device, pet condenser, like he's harassing me. Psst. 
So I'm, I'm going to ignore him, but I'm not going to ignore his behavior, but I'm going to find even few seconds while he's quiet to give him, good boy, good girl. So he's quiet, good girl, good boy, and maybe direct him to the place command, to somewhere else I would like him to do, instead of just him sitting in, in front of me. So, you know, a little bit acting, like don't allow him to um, chase you, harass you, touch you. Act more like a typical American girl. Like, don't touch, don't harass, I will sue you. What okay. Russian government told us before we immigrated. Don't touch American girls. They will sue you. But um, American boys told me American girls want to be touched, so I was confused the day I came in. Poor boy. But, Joe, what, what do you think about this case? Well, what I was picking up from this puppy is that actually he seems to spend a lot of time in his thought of time by himself, and he gets bored, and then he really thrives on interaction he feels like he needs a huge amount of interaction so he doesn't feel like he's just being ignored oh so that's the great solution so when the dog is whining instead of correcting him to just tell him oh you want to work okay put a pinch collar on your dog german or uh, whatever you want and put the leash on and just say okay let's go and do exactly like i showed in the video you can watch it if you type animal radio uh vladi you will see on the Google, you will see that video. The dog goes ahead, turn around, uh, snap the leash, go in the opposite directions. Make sure he starts to worry about something different than he worry about it. Just distract his attention. It calls competing of stimuluses. Make sure to refocus his attention on something else. Make sure he is becoming tired. Make sure give him job to do. If you're not giving him job to do, he will find the job and you are not going to like that job. That what I would think. What about you, Joe? I think that that would be good things for him. You could, he just needs to be interacted with in a way that he's busier so teaching him tricks doing all those kinds of things would probably fix your problem oh he needs to get uh, get busy but it's going to be a different show yeah. <laughs> kevin thanks for your call 1-866-405-8405 thanks very much Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pet. Animal Radio is brought to you by... New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. Canine Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. 
Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. This is Animal Radio. Those phone lines are ringing red hot today. Oh, white hot? They're actually, they're hotter than red hot. Okay. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani. Animal communicator Joey Turner. And Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, and now we add Sabine. What a pretty name, Sabine! Welcome to the show. Well, hi, hi, hi. Oh, you have, you have a sexy. Hal, qu- quit trying to flirt with I'm her sorry. now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what do you have going on with your babies there? <laughs> uh, I'm calling about my rotten sisters, actually. Um, Did you just I'm, say rotten sisters? Yes. Okay. Oh, the four oh, of them. My two kind of, of gal. Them are Rottweiler girls, ladies. And two of them are cats, but, um, oh, I'm just yeah, um, first of all, calling about Duchess. She is about seven and a half, and she's used to be a hard-working girl in a Texan kennel down there, and has lots of champions, and she, anyway, we adopted her, and she's not fixed, and she, I don't know, is it that she wants to be bred, or... In the snow, you can see that she seems to be on her period all the time. And like, how often would you say? Well, we've had snow now for a couple of months, and it seems like uh, almost like every month. Oh wow, that's pretty often. Yeah, and she was bred before, and she's never. You know, we're way out, out in in the boondogs, and okay, it's to run around, and there's no males around. Well, a couple miles away. And, you know, they've left their markings, but they only get fertile when they're not, when they quit bleeding, so there's no big window there. But anyway, so I wondered why. Okay, so you're wondering why she's going yes. into heat so often then? Yes. Okay. Is that Could it be a normal thing since she was really a hard-working girl down there, I guess? And they were yeah. the channel, and they, we adopted her off the Internet. Yeah, and I, I don't know that we could say it's anything related to heavy breeding in the past, but we do know that some lines of dogs can certainly have some problems with frequent heats, and normally most dogs will go into heat every six months. So every month is certainly excessive for a dog. Um, how it can happen? Well, some dogs can have what we call split heats. Um, they can also have a heat cycle where they're not actually ovulating. And for, for some babies, they can even have ovarian cysts or tumors. So I guess my first thought would be there's no reason at this point to carry forward in, 
and not have this baby spayed. She needs to be spayed. And, and I'm going to be her advocate here right now. And I think that's very important because that last thing I mentioned is the one big health risk that really makes a difference for her longevity. Um, so if she has ovarian cysts or tumors, we need to deal with that. We need to deal with that now. And the number one treatment and the cure for that is fixing her. So that would be my uh, my passionate uh, plea to you is to take care of that. Now, also, you know, dogs that have frequent heat cycles, generally one reason they may have gotten rid of her is because she was doing this. And it definitely can affect fertility. So because she's going into heat so often, she may not be able to conceive and to carry out a pregnancy well. Um, and additionally, for dogs that are going through heats this excessively and that frequently, there's a lot of progesterone stimulation on the body. And what can happen is that progesterone tells the uterus that um, it wants it to produce more fluid and to be more receptive. And that can actually be, uh, frequent heats can be a leading cause of a pyometra or a uterine infection. Um, so that would be another health risk that we can avoid by getting this baby spayed. So, um yeah, so I, I, I think it's pretty clear, Sabine, that I would definitely get this girl spayed, get that taken care of, and um, just kind of uh, not have to worry about that in the future. Mm-hmm. And Sabine, I know she is not very comfortable. I was connecting with her while Dr. Debbie was talking, and she's just not very comfortable doing this all the time. Mm-hmm. So that would be another really good reason to spare. Mm. Oh, a lot of good reasons there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one thing that's why we haven't taken her anywhere in the- right now yet is we don't have the money for it uh. so but knowing it knowing that puts it more on a priority list yeah you don't want to you end know. up spending a lot of money in the hospital later because of some kind of cancer or something that that could be avoided right now no yeah okay. but with that breed you know it's only a couple of, usually a couple of years away yeah um it's just a reality with these dogs they don't get that old. Yeah, yeah. Well, see mm-hmm. if you can scratch some money together and get that yeah. done, okay? Yeah. I think that's going to be... A, a... And I wanted to ask something about Sophia, the other okay. girl. Yeah. She's very... She's a tough little girl. But she does not like her toenails touched. <laughs> ah. I mean, sometimes you get the clippers out and she just rolls her eyes and hides. I mean, she's a very... <laughs> I have uh, no idea what that's like. Huh? <laughs> she's perceptive. I mean, she she's a TV watching dog. I mean, I'm not um, TV commercials on the stereo. She perks her ears for some of them. Some she just gracefully ignores. But uh, yeah, she her tail toenails. It's a uh, something she does not even touching him. She does get uh, mm-hmm. why yeah, and, and do what. <laughs> well, and that's a, that's a behavior that's set after experiences throughout her lifetime. And, you know, part of this takes conditioning and, and training yeah. to get her to hopefully accept that. So we need to make her comfortable about that. And we need to do it in non-threatening ways. So the worst thing you could do would be to kind of lay her down and have someone sit on her and trim her no, nails. That, that, yeah. It's just, no, so, no, that would not. Uh, she is not that kind of agreeable girl. Yeah, so you got, you're going to have to start with the very basics. You're going to have to start with working on that handling of the feet in a non-threatening yeah. way and really rewarding her with something super delicious at that time when she doesn't yeah. get at any other time of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's how you basically get her accustomed to the idea of her feet even being handled. Mm-hmm. And you got to get past that before you pull out those clippers because the yeah. sight of the clippers, yeah, that can condition a dog to basically being afraid. They think, oh, I don't like that. I see the clippers yeah. and yeah. I'm going to start 
start, you know, acting fearful. So we got to get past that cycle. And, uh, you know, and I know Joy's always saying, you know, talk to her, tell her what you need to do and, and try to work her through it, just even verbally. And I can also say that for her, her toenails seem more sensitive than most dogs' toenails. So I would be sure you're using a kind of clipper that's not going to pinch those toenails. So they need to be really sharp. And if they've been used for a long time, they probably, you need to maybe get new ones or somehow get those sharper so that her toes don't feel like they're being um, kind of almost squished before they cut. We have some other ideas coming up in just a minute because we're actually suffering, not suffering, we're having the same problem with one of the uh, one of the dogs that's here in the studio right now. We just cannot get its nails cut. It is, it is and it's a little four-pound dog. I mean, all of us, uh, how many animal radio air talents does it take to cut these nails here? We're going to find out. But we'll have some good ideas that might be helpful for you in just a couple of minutes, Sabine, okay? Oh, that'd be great. Hey, thanks for calling. Well, thank you. Have a great new year. You too. one 405 8405 Mika's so cute today. Yeah, she is. Mika, are you cute? You want to work, Mika? Right? Right, Mika? You want to work? We welcome back to the studio Mark Tuchel, who's of course, has been visiting with us through the holidays, and you travel with five dogs. You're a world-renowned author with your second book out now. Third. Third book? Come on now. Third hell. What's wrong with your microphone there? Okay, there we go. Third, Um, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there you go. A lot of drinking goes on, obviously, in Russia. With uh, and and you you and went on at my house too. And in fact, beer came out of the tap. Beer came out of your tap. <laughs> yes. that's cool. We just get plain old water here. That's it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I think it's a Wisconsin. Is thing. it like Pabst or uh, it doesn't it, do, it doesn't matter. By the third one, it doesn't matter. You could be drinking. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> let me ask you one question. What do you guys believe would be best vodka from uh, three? I'm going to give you three main uh, sources, and you tell me what the, the what is the best would be. Number one, potato. Number you know? two, wheat. 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 Number. Th- <laughs> Potato or wheat? <laughs> Number three, petroleum. Petroleum. Pet- I don't yeah. think I want to be drinking any petroleum. I don't know. What do you think, there, Mark? Uh, based on my taste testing as a professional, I would say Stoli was made out of petroleum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And people drinking Stoli in this country don't even know that. Remember, people, Stoli, it's for, for, for you, for Americans, it's something amazing vodka. Back in Moscow, in Russia, just alcoholics drinking Stoli. <laughs> and it's great for starting a group. Too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me bring everyone up to date. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, Mark is uh, traveling the country with his five dogs. And uh, used to be six. Berkeley passed away last year. He does this every well, year. Well, he had a factory recall. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. And yes. you believe it or not, few of them is mean peens. Yes, three of them. Three, oh, oh my gosh, and I just have a such, he, that guy has a, such a much guts, you know, to, 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 I would not even be able to live with those three mean pins, and he's traveling with them. Well, they guy. saved his life. I guess you decided to quit drinking because you needed to take care of the animals. Well, it, I, I mean, it wasn't some heart-touching and, and, and tear-jerking story where I woke up and my dogs looked at me and they were all sad because I was drunk. No, I, I just come to realize that if I don't take care of myself because my pets are helpless. But you have Beanie, or Beanhead is what you call it. Beanhead yes. is the official name on his, his, his birth certificate. That's his Christian name. And he's an Italian <laughs> Italian greyhound, is that correct? Uh, uh, mini, well, little... I'd say there was a date rape in there because he's got the head of a uh, yeah. chihuahua, and he's uh, he's a fun spirited little dog. But but what's your problem exactly? 
Uh, the problem was you couldn't clip his nails because he's just, he's a spaz. He's just wiggling and you, you, he's so thin and slender and, and those little stick thick bones. And, yeah. and he just, he squirms out of his skin. He turns inside out in his own skin. <laughs> Vlade, he's a tough one to cut nails. You can't cut his nails. How, yeah, how do you, how do, you do that? He's only well, about uh, three or four pounds, right. so you can't even really hold him down because you'll snap him. Exactly. And here is the only thing I would do in this dog. I would make sure he wearing the muzzle, and after I will put on top of the muzzle a gentle leader or halter for the double control of uh, the head, and after that, basically force the issue. And if he allow me to do that, I will praise him a lot, how good boy, and things like this. And if he will fight, I will fight back by restraining him and uh, basically mimicking doggy mama grip as I hold still and uh, scream ah and hold him in the particular area. Mm. Okay, maybe you can hold him a little later on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would drink a, I'd drink a bottle of Stoli first if I were you. Can you help us? Maybe you could yeah, ask Beanhead. Him. Tell him that we're just trying to cut the little nails before yeah, they Joe, please, more please, tell, please tell him. Please don't bite us. When we go, we're not going to harm him. Just tell him, please. <laughs> he says to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like Mark's dog. Okay. Okay, so uh, basically his butt needs to be kicked. So give me that muzzle and let's go to the, for the break. And okay. after we come back and just... We're going to go to the phones next. Dr. Debbie answering your pet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, who also might have some tips if we don't get it accomplished during this break. All right. We'll ask him. Uh, Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom as well as animal communicator Joey Turner and Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, this didn't happen overnight, but residents of Plattsmouth, Nebraska, have finally outsmarted a very deceptive wayward bovine known as the Ninja Cow. Wayward livestock can pose a pretty serious threat to humans and other animals. Even a small deer can destroy a car, seriously injuring the occupants in a car crash. Still, though, for months, the ninja cow eluded police and locals making late-night appearances on private lawns, leaving behind only cow pies as evidence that it really did exist. Police and local experts, they tried everything. They lured this cow with biscuits and gravy to capturing her on an infrared camera. They even played cow sounds on a laptop. But everything failed. Local police chief Steve Rathman refused to bring his gun to bear on the animal. He said this isn't something they teach at the police academy. Eventually, it never came to violence, thankfully. They got a pair of real old-school cowboys who brought that ninja cow to justice where she is adjusting to her newly domesticated life. It opened on Christmas Day, and if you haven't seen it, you've got to go see War Horse. It chronicles the journey of one man's beloved horse as it travels through the British and German armies at the outbreak of World War I. Jeremy Irvine plays Albert Narricot, the owner of the horse named Joey. Steven Spielberg talked to us about working with horses in War Horse. When I wouldn't even tell the horses what to do, and they'd be in a scene, and they would be reacting in the scene in ways I couldn't imagine a horse would be able to react or act and uh, th- there are times that you just have to sit back and thank the your lucky stars that the horses somehow were cognizant that something was required of them 
War Horse was directed by Spielberg. The movie also stars Emily Watson, Peter Milan, and David Thewlis. This movie is rated PG-13. A quick-thinking teacher may have saved the life of a young poodle mix named Socks. It was found with a rubber band embedded in its jaw, holding its mouth shut. The poodle Yorkshire Terrier mix is now recovering at a SPCA Tampa Bay area uh, agency, and a charge of animal cruelty is pending against the owner. According to an SPCA investigator, a school teacher first contacted the animal rescue agency when a couple kids under the age of 10 reported their puppy was dying slowly in their bathroom at home. Well, an investigator went out to home and they asked the owner to bring out the dog. Sure enough, that dog was being uh, treated very cruelly. An animal cruelty charge is pending with the Clearwater Police Department. The SBCA is urging people who suspect animal cruelty or abuse to contact the agency. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3 and the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000? Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution and no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z dot. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Join us, 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free to talk to Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. If you just joined us before the break, <laughs> Vladi took a couple of shots of vodka because he was going to hold Beanhead down. Beanhead is, is one of Mark's little dogs, kind of a little, a little Italian greyhound, small dog, must weigh no more than, what, seven pounds? Four. Four pounds at that? <laughs> Beanie's nails need to be cut desperately. They're, they're starting to get to that kind of curly stage that you see on Uncle Joe when he takes his shoes off. He's yeah. kind of really gross with a little stuff in between the nails. So we want to cut it, but we tried yesterday. Judy and I tried to hold him down and, and cut the, the nails, but he wiggles around. and he How tried, are you holding him down? Well, we put him in a towel. Duct tape. Duct tape, yeah. I mean, we really tried. No, no, no. Well, I want to hear how you deal with these kind of animals. Vladi just tried uh, to uh, to do it, but uh, we, now we know why the Iron Curtain collapsed. <laughs> Listen, never send a Russian on a groomer's job, okay? This is something we do every day here. Okay? It is. So how do you deal with dogs like this? Okay, well, you, there's two things. Definitely, if, if you don't have a grooming table, which we, we don't in this in this manner, you need two people yeah. um, for it to be safe. Put your hand, pick the dog up like you normally would, okay. where you're going to have... Um, you know, your hand underneath the um, the the um, waist of the dog, and you're gonna hold the front paw for me, okay? With your right hand, you're gonna hold the dog around the neck, so it's not gonna bite me. So you're gonna pull back on the neck, push forward on 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 the leg. So you're 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 pulling back and pushing forward, not too hard because you know it's a small dog here. Yeah. And just hold tight, and I'll cut the nails. Okay. What I'm gonna do then is just use my nail clipper, and um, if for any reason that you think that you can't hold it, just say I gotta let the dog go because. 
I don't want to get bit. You don't want to drop the dog. But it's actually, it's actually, um, you know, pretty easy. Once, once you get a dog like that secured, um, they, they, I'm not going to say that they give up, but they, but they lighten up a little bit when they realize that, you know, they're kind of, um, not been, this been one, submissed. not this one, Joey. They're much more durable than you think. That's <laughs> why you need, you know, like, almost the, um, side of your arm will hold the body in place as well. You, you know, you get that, that underneath grab and you just hold the body, pull the neck with the other hand, and you got your hand underneath the dog and you're holding that front leg out. Once we finish that one, we'll go to the next one and but then that, just hold that, the head now. But the that back front feet. leg is moving so fast that if I try to cut it, I'm going to cut the whole leg off. No, because you're holding it still. I mean, what, what do you people have? No muscles, bones? <laughs> you should have seen these two down. guys, Joey. They were, I mean, they, they look like the Vashon brothers. Okay, I mean, they're all tangled up together, and they, they still couldn't get them cut. Oh, it was it was a sad sight. Not but a, it. it I'll tell you what, don't gang up on them. Like, you okay. don't want three people. Two people is fine. One hold the dog, one cutting the nails. When you have three people, two trying to hold the dog, now the dog thinks something more is going on and is going to react a lot differently. Hmm. Do you ever sedate them? We don't. We're not allowed to, um, as far as, as, you know, as groomers go. Veterinarians, um, do it all the time. And a lot of times they'll give the people a prescription of this doggy value. It just takes the edge off it. So about two hours before they come in, they'll give them the, um, the medication and it takes the edge off. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes it's real bad because the dog will be out of it and then automatically come back to it real quick and bite you and then go out again. But you already got bitten. When you're doing that with a little dog, do you suspend them so None of their feet are touching anything. It all depends if I have a professional grooming table. If I have a professional grooming table, no, it's great. I keep um, the other feet on the table because the dog will feel more secure. Okay, we're going to try to do this during Sounds the Sounds easy in theory, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the your favorite animal show, if all of them combined together can get the nails cut of this puppy. We should videotape it. We should put that and up at the website. No, they can't do it. <laughs> hey, JR. Hi, how are you? Welcome to Animal Radio. What's going on? Yeah, I have a question. I uh, kind of watch what my uh, dogs eat very carefully, and I uh, shop at a healthy food place, and I know it's a multi-billion dollar industry with dog food, and the owner of the store has um, gave me some information, and I wanted your opinion on the preservative called Ethoxiquin. Okay, yes. And was wanting to kind of get some input on it. Okay. Um, so, yes, yeah, when we're starting to look at uh, pet foods and how they actually preserve pet foods, they have to add something in to help keep those fats um, from going rancid and spoiling. So that's where preservatives have their place. And ethoxyquin is one that had been used historically quite a bit in pet foods and human foods. Um, and there has been some concern that high amounts of this could be a problem or chronic uh, exposure of feeding ethoxyquin could cause some health issues for it. Um, animals. So that's kind of where that is born. And a lot of pet food manufacturers are, are, are recognizing that. Um, it's not a proven issue. So there's still some dispute and debate in pet food manufacturers, as you know, you may be aware, they, um, they may address it head on and others may say, okay, it's fine. We're not going to worry about it because we're talking about low levels that are in pet foods compared to the super high levels. Many pet foods are moving away from that and getting into other types of preservatives, things like vitamin E, um, which can work wonderfully to help stabilize fats and to hopefully preserve those from going bad in pet food. So there are alternatives. And I would say that if a food has it, it 
it's one of the characteristics I look at, but it may not be the sole thing I look at and say, oh my God, this food's got a thoxiquin. Um, I would look at the picture of a, as a whole of what are the benefits of that diet, what's the reasoning we're using that, and are there other alternatives that, that we might be able to use? Um, I've, I've gotten a lot of input from him, and, and since it's so commercialized, I mean, I've heard that, you know, that's the reason why you have a, a, a many of the vets around the country that, you know, uh, recommend the same type foods because the manufacturers behind these dog foods help supplement their incomes in terms of paying for their veterinary uh, school. Uh, oh, really? God, I didn't meet any of those people. I missed out on that. Well, I, w- I will tell you, you this, uh, Do you ever use any, uh, there's, there's a website, I don't know if it's, uh, I'm, I'm not there to to uh, you know, recommend this website, but it was one that where you can go in there and you put what type of food that you're feeding the dog. And it's an unbiased website. Uh, is, is it okay to uh, yes to uh, acknowledge that website? Tell tell us, please. It's the dogfoodanalysis.com. Yeah, we actually have a link at the website over there. Or, or the petfoodproject.com, so what, something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually am familiar with that, and, and uh, they go through a lot of the ingredients that we try to avoid, a lot of the good ones. And a lot of these things aren't always black and white, um, so I hate to uh, totally bash a pet food manufacturer if they use this. I would say that a lot of them are looking at other alternatives, and such as vitamin E, which is being very readily used. Um, and just, uh, I have to quickly comment on the... A pet food uh, guy saying something that veterinarians are getting their uh, school um, paid for by pet food manufacturers, and, and not, not I have not heard of any of that. I can tell you at least what for me what why I recommend certain foods. One is because they have valid uh, veterinary research, so um, I like to see that there is a uh, veterinary uh, support line. Um, I like to see that they have sound research behind the products they use, and for me, it isn't about who uh, gave a free bag dog food when I was 22 years old in vet school. That means very little to me in practice. And in fact, what I like to see is what's working for my clients. Um, so um, I take offense in the idea that veterinarians are out there and we are conspiring. Well, now, wait a second. Now, wait a second. I take offense that you take offense because I think in every industry, no matter what it is, there's always a corrupt person or element. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I'm going to hear you, Hal, and and that may be the case for some folks, but I'd have to say that veterinarians as a whole are are very moral people. 1-866-405-8405, and of course, we'll put all those links over at AnimalRadio.com. If you're a homeowner 62 or older with a fixed or limited income and you're having trouble making ends meet or simply want some financial freedom, I've got some very important information for you. Henry Winkler here, and I want to tell you how one reverse mortgage can help you get the financial flexibility you're looking for. Homeowners 62 and older can use the equity from their home to access tax-free cash without having to make a monthly mortgage payment. Use it to pay bills, fix up your home, or simply have more financial security and you still own your home take the next step call one reverse mortgage now and get your free guide and dvd with no obligation 800-550-9788 
1-800-227-8888. One reverse mortgage, equal housing lender, licensed mortgage lender, national mortgage licensing system number 2052, not available in all states, client responsible for maintenance, taxes, and insurance. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect. The entire dream team is here at your beck and call. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. Let's take another one for Doctor Debbie. We have Roy on the phone. Say, hey, Roy. Hi. How are you today? Very good. How are you? Good. You sound so cheery. Good and happy Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. I have a. Uh, Little three-year-old Chihuahua. His name is MacGyver, and <laughs> I, like I buy him. I try to try not to feed him uh, any food with uh, corn, uh, wheat, or soy in it. So I got the uh, the Buffalo Blue. He's been eating that for several years, but he, he doesn't really eat it. Like he'll he'll go to the bowl, he'll eat it, he'll have, he'll take one kibble, turn away, chew it, come back, chew another one, and he'll do that maybe a couple times, and then he'll stop eating it. I'm wondering is like, is there anything I can mix in with it that he'll eat the kibbles and everything, or so, maybe I mean, I'll leave that up to you to decide. Yeah, and you know, I guess I I would make that decision based a little bit on what he's looking like, and if he's eating that food during the day. So if he's in good body condition and he's just a grazer and he likes to pick up that one kibble, walk away and nibble, that's fine with me. Some some pets that is just their pattern of eating, and so especially if he's in good weight or if he's on the heavy side, I don't think we need to necessarily encourage appetite in those situations. And and I would just let him have his normal eating style. But we would want to make sure that there isn't some undetected health problem that could be causing him to not eat so eagerly. So if he were here in front of me, the first thing I would do is look in his mouth. Chihuahuas notoriously can have some problems with their teeth. If we've got any bum teeth in there, we need to address that and make sure that those are taken care of. Well, that is true because he did have uh, two extracted like uh, about seven to eight months ago. Might be a reason just to take another peek in there. Um, But there are some other things that will cause a dog to not be a a hearty eater, and they're kind of more internal, inflammatory bowel disease, or even some liver problems. You know, those kind of things can also cause them to kind of be off on their food. So if he's losing weight or skinny and not eating well, then that would take us in a different direction where we talk about doing more like lab work to um, determine what might be going on there. My pleasure. Okay, you, you be well. You take care of yourself and stay warm. Happy New Year to you. Okay, bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Hey, welcome back to another edition of The Party Animal on Animal Radio. I'm your host, Vinny Penn. I got three words for you. Peeing on snowman. Now, you got to let your dog out. Things have changed so much. you got to follow the dog around with the pooper, scooper, and whatnot. And, of course, the dog aims right for the fire hydrant. We all know that. But if I see one more lightning yellow streak across the snowman that some 
adorable little children put together with their own tiny little hands. Is it beyond you, dog owner, to shout at Thor or Lucky or Rover, for God's sake, to say, oh, go, scoot, scoot, away from the snowman. Don't let your dog pee on the snowman. Children made it. Some of the pee inevitably gets on that scarf. That scarf doesn't get washed. Next thing you know, in February, Daddy's wearing that scarf to work, and it's got dog urine all over it, quite frankly. You see the dog heading for the snowman. Teach the dog. Paw, roll over. Respect Frosty. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal, and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405, and we have Carrie on the phone. Hey, Carrie, how are you? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Of course, where are you? I'm in South Lake Tahoe, California. Oh, are you listening on KOWL? I am. Oh, good, good to hear from the South Lake Tahoe contingent. I have Dr. Debbie here. How can we help you? Well, my elderly neighbor friend has a three-month-old chihuahua, and she's having a heck of a time potty training Max. And I was wondering if... Uh, there are suggestions because her, her roommate's doing something like making the dog eat its poop and throwing it in a cage. and Oh, no. And, and that. Oh, what in the world? Are, are they making the dog eat the, 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 yes. the accident that it... Yes. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tell them tell them to stop that, because that does nothing to teach this puppy what they're doing wrong. I didn't think oh. so either. Okay, I guess the first thing I want to know is what is the current method? What are they doing? Because if you're on the third floor, either you're training the doggy to go outside and hold it, or you're training them to go to piddle pads. Um, well, she does have a piddle pad on the balcony, um, but, uh, it, you know, he can't quite always hold it. I'll tell you what some of the common mistakes are with house training. Um, because in this situation, I think we might need a little more information to see what's going right and what's going wrong. But some of the very common mistakes that we do with house training is, number one, try to discipline the puppy on that, and that never, ever works. All they learn is to fear your angry-looking face. They do not put that connection together. So make sure that's right off the table there. <laughs> the first thing there is, we want to make sure we have a set schedule. And for a puppy at that age, um, there's some general guidelines. When we're asking them to hold their bodily functions, we have to be reasonable. And for puppies, they can generally hold it for, if you look at how many months they are, three months old, and you add the number one to whatever month of age they are, that's about how many hours you can ask that puppy to hold it. So a three-month-old puppy can hold it for four hours. Okay. A two-month-old puppy is only going to be able to be reliably holding their needs for three hours. So if you look at it that way, that's what's realistic. Now, when we don't have a set schedule or we allow this puppy to kind of run around the house, we are not setting limits. We're not setting a schedule. So that is so important that we have a set schedule where we go down those stairs, three flights of stairs, and we take them to the potty area that you want to go. And then you use that opportunity to praise the puppy insanely (laughs) you have to have to do that if you're just letting him go on the potty pads you're not rewarding that behavior so that's my problem with potty pads is i don't feel that really gives you the opportunity to praise them when they do good because you're just leaving it and saying do it when you can well he's got he has gotten to the point where he will go to the screen door that goes to the patio and he'll turn around and look at you good we've gotten him that far 
but he's kind of regressed in the last few days. Okay. Well, I'd make sure that we keep his access and opportunity limited. So if you, someone's not immediately with him, mm-hmm. he is not trustworthy. And it's not because he's bad. Right. It's just he needs to be reminded, and you really need to have constant supervision. If you're not there, then really keeping him confined into a crate is the best way to go. Um, for pups that have too much access, they never learn that you need to hold it because they can just take two steps to the right. And eliminate. There you go. So that's where the crate really comes in advantage to kind of keep the world small. And then the first thing you do, you get him out of the crate, you run him to the potty area, and you praise him up and down for doing his business. So that would be a very important thing. So if he's not right with you, keep him on a light leash if you have to, um, or use the crate for confinement. And we really have to be over the top with the reinforcement. It doesn't have to be food, but really just lay it on thick when he does do all of his business really good. Mm. People think I'm crazy when... When my puppies were young, I'd be like, oh, what a wonderful doggy!" And you're, you're just so lighthearted. And they look at you like, you know, something amazing has happened, and it's just a pile of crap there sitting there. <laughs> so, yeah, no, when you do have the set feeding times, that helps you because you can anticipate with most pups, after they eat, within about 30 minutes, they're going to have to do the d- number two duty. So that helps you to kind of schedule your attention and when you need to be most vigilant and watch for those cues that the pup needs to go outside. Okay. So, yeah, and I'm definitely never a fan of just leaving food out for a puppy if we're struggling with house training it is just it's the food is going in and coming out <laughs> anytime the schedule definitely helps in that regard as well okay well well thank you very much and um, i'll let you know how this works yeah let us know we'd like to also see pictures of our new big family of furry friends so send some pictures this way so we can post on the website okay, okay what's where do i send them your voice at animalradio.com it's all over at the animal radio website at animalradio.com Radio.com. Thank you, Carrie. Okay, thank you very much. Take care. Boy, the the show cruised by really fast today, and I wanted to remind you that uh, you can get the podcast over, if you missed any part of it, podcast over at animalradio.com, as well as all, all kinds of information. I want to thank Mark Tuchel, who's been hanging with us for three, four weeks now, and over the holidays, and you're going to hit the road again. You're going back on your tour. You're going to go do more book signings, and you have the new book out. Tell the, oh, tell the thank listeners. You for Sorry that. about that. Yes, yes, I do. I'm heading back out on the 2012 uh, Aimless Wandering Tour. Wow, that's it's actually changed name now. It's it's the Aimless Wandering Tour. Yeah, why not? Let's well call it that. I just love going out and meeting with different people. And the latest book is titled "Okay, I Quit." Now what? Oh. Uh, we'd like to address. You know, what do you do? Okay, so I've I've stopped this destructive habit of mine. Now what do I do? What do I do tonight? What do I do tomorrow? What am I going to do next week uh, when it's my birthday? And, of course, like when the holidays come around. And, of course, your animals were very influential in this. That's why I have you on the show is you have five wonderful animals that were influential in you quitting your alcohol. And, hopefully, if there's anybody that's listening that's having trouble, your animals will help you, too. So the website is livingsobersucks.com, right? Correct. Livingsobersucks.com. Check it out. Find out where he is. You have a very interesting blog going on. You guys have been so, so gracious in welcoming, welcoming them in and allowing them to try out all the new treats and toys and, and just so having cute. so much fun. Yeah, they're so cute. We're going to get uh, Beanie's nails cut before you leave, I promise. All right. Yeah. Dr. Debbie, have yourself a wonderful week. Joy Turner, you too. Do you want to share over there, Hal? No, Joey, Joey and I are texting each other in the studio. You know, we're four feet apart from each other, but we're texting each other. Yeah, we're very childish. Yes, we are very childish. That's quite the six-pack stomach there. That's me. I just superimposed the head. 
Okay, we're done. That was quick, guys. It was quick. You know what? You guys have a good weekend. What's left of it? You guys have a good week. <laughs> Start of your week. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Happy New Year's. Bye, Bye everyone. Thank Bye. you. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. This is Animal Radio Network.